Oh my god, girl. I am exhausted from this market, this real estate market. Oh, okay. I was thinking a meat market. Okay. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I mean, actually right now the meat market is just on hold. It's on strike. But <laughs> I was actually thinking about real meat. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about completely something else. <laughs> I haven't had lunch, so that's where that came from. Your mind is on food. <laughs> I think it's easy as a listener if you're not into real estate or if you can't afford real estate. Mm -hmm. It's easy just to shut down as soon as someone starts talking about it. Right. Because it's just a completely unattainable thing for right. most people. But you're looking at it and you've always been dealing with it from a business perspective. If I have to be the voice of the people. Yeah, go on. Um. I do hear a lot of greed when it comes to this situation in terms of both sides. Mm -hmm. Like I can empathize with both sides. I understand from business perspective that things need to get done, but I also, I also understand from a people perspective that their solution is so unattainable that they've just shut down and they don't, they've stopped caring about these issues because they, they now see that their solution is just never coming for at least this lifetime of theirs. Back in the day, when you're in your 20s, you could afford a house, right? right. And so what's happened now is everyone who've, who've gone into these, you know, professional industries or whatever, they've saved all their money and now they're going to get in. So there's going to be a, we're going to see a big shift in people in their 30s get into the market, which is great. I, I want everyone, every Canadian citizen should be able to afford a home, period. Here, here. Like there shouldn't even be... A thing there shouldn't be a but and or after that statement right you are a citizen you can afford a home in your own country yeah. please but getting that done is seeming further and further away no because it goes back to exactly that word right. you were using. you've identified the actual tactical things that could be done and are not being done yeah government right. of canada invest in your right. please invest in your own country you have the second largest land in the world you're the second largest country in the world i think right yeah i'm pretty sure and you are not creating like you have countries who are desert countries who have spent years to build their do the same thing right Create cities, create functioning cities, bring skilled trace people in those cities. You are a solution-oriented person. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but in every scenario I find myself in in this world I'm it, that I have some knowledge about, yeah. I can't help but see this is what the better way should have been to do this. And there are so many examples of that yeah. where it doesn't even require more budget to get to the more efficient solution. It's just that the right people were never on that panel. The right people weren't employed to do the project and they were just bad decision makers. And that that's the most frustrating part to me mm -hmm. about everything that happens in this world. I always encourage people like to go out, read about it and yeah. then come up with your own opinion, but please never listen to just one political leader oh about gosh. something or, and then also don't just listen to one political leader and decide that you hate whatever they're doing you know don't just hate yeah because then you're just not contributing to the world at all yeah and in what world do we live in that you take one source and make it your reality yeah like guys when you when you need when your doctor tells you something you get a second opinion yeah right so it's the same thing in every single other parts of your life 
read other articles go to other news channels go to other sources yeah. do your own research please my own doctor <laughs> tells me to do my own exactly. research like that's a that's a good doctor i mean not for everything obviously but there are certain yeah. things I, now people are wondering what those <laughs> things are you know i just go to her every week for a different yeah. illness I wonder what it is um but there are certain things that she's turned to me and say like you know i don't have the answers to that i do know that a lot of my patients experience this and they've researched this maybe that could help but if there's not a direct medicine that's linked to solving your issue sometimes you have to go and do the google search yeah to help you but anyways that's a whole other conversation one of the things i was thinking about as you're talking about the real estate stuff mm -hmm. was just this week well, next week we're coming up on a very charitable week for nonprofits. I'm in work in the nonprofit sector, so I'm very well versed in this space. It's a very greedy time. Can you, ex can you expand on that part in terms of like your industry a little bit? Yeah. So they have this thing called Giving Tuesday. Okay. Which is next Tuesday. It usually falls on the last Tuesday of November. Okay. The idea of it is to kickstart the giving season, which is typically around the holidays, Christmas, right. New Year's, that sort of thing. And then everyone ends up really dry in January. So there's not a lot of giving that happens there. Okay. We try to capitalize on this time because it is a very consumer oriented time. So we figure while people are out shopping, spending money, mm -hmm. not looking at their credit card statements in fear, why not capitalize on that yeah. and get them to give to nonprofits as well? So. I'm very well versed in nonprofits being greedy organizations, but for a good cause. That's why I work in nonprofit because yeah. I can't participate in the whole greedy thing for actual for-profit cor corporations. Mm -hmm. One of the things that nonprofits do now is they send those SMS texts out. Um, they won't do it very often because they know they can't annoy the, the donor mm -hmm. uh, or the consumer. So they'll usually just use it for one specific day a year and that's usually on giving tuesday so expect some texts from your favorite charities that you donated 10 years ago uh to, <laughs> you expect those texts next week that's so interesting okay. it is it is yeah. so on that note last week i received a text from a retail store mm -hmm. that sells suits and ties I had purchased a tie from them probably seven eight years ago for my dad okay and I guess somehow on their file, they had my phone number and obviously email because I, I know I've gotten emails from them before, but I got a text message from them last week. And it was actually a really good message. It started out like it was just a very personal message. It okay. said, hey, this is Mark from blah, 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 the name of the store wondering how you're doing. I know that you made a purchase with us a few years ago. Wondering if you've, if you know that we have a new store location downtown, have you checked it out? Can I help you out? Can I meet you there? And it was like going on and message. on and on. That's a it great, message. great yeah. personal message. But I was just thinking about it as I was looking at it and I was just thinking, wow, I'm about to get a whole whack more of these mm. coming into the giving season. Um, so I know what it's like from both sides both from the side of trying to get that money and get to the consumer. But also I know what it's like to be on the other side of it and like roll your eyes as you get these texts and say, oh, that's pretty creative, you know, way of getting mm -hmm. to it. No, thanks. I imagine this retail store, let's just take this retail store as an example. Mm -hmm. This 
likely started as two guys with an idea around a table and they said hey should we come up with these suits they're very like fitted suits and it's kind of unique idea um you can order them online that sort of thing they likely had a vision of let's start a business together let's these are our goals and their idea likely started as something small let's pay the bills yeah maybe let's make a career out of this for ourselves okay but what their retail store has turned into is a very large chain across north america and they keep adding locations mm -hmm. and what's happened now obviously is they've opened up all these locations and now the demand isn't there mm -hmm. so now they're having to respond to that and bother the consumers from seven to eight years ago right and i just can't help but wonder when i see these things of like they keep on trying to get blood from a stone i don't know if that's the expression bleeding <laughs> being a rock who knows what i i'm not your typical corporate executive you couldn't tell Oh my God, <laughs> um, but like when is enough enough i can't ask that question to jeff bezos anymore he's too far gone mm -hmm. right he built an empire and it just launched into greed 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 right. now amazon sells literally pharmaceuticals in the united states but are like you... they've opened up a pharmacy <laughs> they, yeah. they're selling everything but like why wasn't the one store enough for this duo mm -hmm. why why wasn't the fifth store enough for this duo why are they now in a position where they've got a board of directors and they've got to answer to the board of directors and they've got to meet their kpis and mm -hmm. da, da, da. and it's like is it not their fault that they went in too deep that, that has a lot of layers to it um the the meat and bones of i guess yeah the meat meat and potatoes <laughs> both of us with our expressions <laughs> meat and potatoes of what you're saying <laughs> is you're talking about consumerism and uh like socialism and yeah you're talking about fundament how societies yeah. are fundamentally run and governments right yeah so if we kind of let's say that's a that's a big that's a big thing to tackle right because that's just your personal perspective on how right. things should be and if and if you're kind of a socialist um you're living in the wrong country Okay, but right. I'm not, I don't like to label myself as that. Okay. And I, that's I'm fair. just curious. I like, but if, if a lot of your values and your goals are, I don't necessarily like the Amazons and their business models and I want everyone to have X, Y, and Z equally. And, and so that's a little bit more. And I, and I, I completely appreciate the labeling. I hate putting people in boxes mm. because just, I do like Amazon, by the way. But I only want one Amazon. Yeah, but that's not how life works. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but. Right. And so as a business, as a business minded individual, no one opens up a business. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because maybe your concept is Small. one boutique in the world yeah. and everyone comes to you. And there are places in Paris and certain parts of the world. There are some sh shops like like a specific furniture shop I'm thinking about that I have to fly to to go see them personally in Spain because they don't have any other locations anywhere else in the world. With that all being said generally when you open up a business part of your business model should be profit that's part of your um underlying goal of why you're opening up a business unless your business is like a charity organization and things like that but a business the definition of it 
right? But it goes back to that. And why does the profit have to get so out of hand all the time? Yeah. And I, and I think this is a really, really good question because I, I don't believe the question should be, why is it getting out of hand? But I believe the question should be, um, why are we not allowing organic growth? Like, right. I, I want to go a little bit, maybe I'm, maybe I'm approaching it from a different perspective than you are. But for me, when I see people expanding that quickly, yeah, it scares me Yeah, because I'm like, don't do that. The main reason your business is going to fail. That's the number one reason people go bankrupt. Businesses go bankrupt is they, they, bite off too much that they can chew, right? They take that big contract that they know they can't do instead of, and that's the greed, right? That's the greed that comes into it because they're like, oh, I've been taking, you know, let's say a couple hundred thousand dollar contract and now I'm going to do a multi-million dollar contract because that's what I think and that's what will F you. Right. Right. Um, so going back to what you're saying, growth is healthy. Growth in yourself, growth in your business, growth in your society. Everything is healthy, right? All of that is good. But doing it properly, doing it properly is what's important. The process of growth is important. As a business owner, if you go from one store to all of a sudden 100 in a matter of months, you haven't had organic growth. And that that's the issue in and, North America. Right. Our process for growth is so out of whack. Right. So... And I think, and I think what you're, that's, that's the part that I'm like, yeah, I, I can definitely appreciate that and agree with that because that's pure greed. Right. And it's also, it's also, um, greed is just the, can be the byproduct of it. It's also just lack of experience, lack of knowledge, not having the right team around you. You know, your CFO should be telling you or whoever you're in business with, it should be telling you, no. You know, let's build the foundation. Don't build the roof. Mm -hmm. Don't build a five-story house and all this stuff without making sure your foundation is settled. We want, we want it quick and we want it overnight and we don't want to do the work. There are definitely some things I can see why the greed is there. Mm -hmm. For example, but then there's a second part to this as well. If we were just to isolate Taylor Swift's tour mm -hmm. and the ticket prices mm -hmm. they're a lot i don't know what they are because i'm not gonna go <laughs> um not but, because we don't want it let's yeah, just be clear if yeah, anyone's yeah. got some free tickets yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is not because we don't want to yeah. go it's because we just can't afford it yeah <laughs> and even if we could afford it i don't know if i'd be okay <laughs> with spending yeah. like my yeah we'll one watch month, the movie like yeah at home <laughs> yeah um can we do the popcorn with like the cheddar popcorn with cheddar you know that you know, no what's going on here you know like the little seasonings oh okay i was literally picturing melted oh my god uh, this no. is a sign i have again a sign <laughs> i have not had lunch i'm picturing layered oh my god uh, you want like melted nachos like cheddar cheese popcorn nachos <laughs> i don't ever put that barbecue seasoning yeah the kernels mm -hmm. in front of me oh do you are you like do you just consume the whole I, I don't put half that two container yeah, yeah on on one not even a full bag of popcorn <laughs> like I'm basically just having seasoning it is so addictive if you have not had it 
go try in the barbecue oh my i, I don't know had, what they put in that i haven't had the barbecue one i've, I've oh, done the cheddar on. and i did what did i try the other day we made ranch we, we did so mm. we did like proper popcorn we didn't do like the bag ones i don't know if i've ever had ranch popcorn girl it was good it was first of all it didn't taste like ranch it just tasted like cheddar but saltier you and your cheddar i don't know i don't know i think i just like salt i think no, i was just I, going I through a salty cheddar, yeah 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 but I'm gonna mm. try this barbecue because I need because I love barbecue chips. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Oh then okay, Miss Vicky's okay. Anyways. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> they're so good. I think Miss Vicky's is one of the best chips brands. She is now on TikTok, Miss Vicky. <gasps> I didn't know that she sold her brand early on to I don't know one of those big conglomerate mm. companies, and she only over she still oversees some of the recipes yeah. but she didn't develop like more than three quarters of the actual flavors that are in the market now wow. yeah like she was very basic flavors but the essence that's of the example of a business same. growth yeah, model yeah, yeah. Yeah. see I, that's where i am thankful for that yeah growth. yeah i mean we sit here and we you know it's easy to it's always easy to sit and criticize it's always well, so so that's where i was going with the taylor swift thing. right I don't criticize that, but mm -hmm. depends how you look at it. If you're looking at just the ticket price and the tour production, mm -hmm. you can justify that ticket price. Do you know how much it costs to build just like one of those LCD screens, whatever you, mm -hmm. you call them? Oh, I do my. know, actually. I used to build yeah. them. <laughs> For, forget about the takedown and setup, yeah. the shipping of the entire stage. Like, yeah the dancers salaries the backup singers there is so many mm -hmm. people that work for this tour you are paying for everyone's salary so to me a lot of that can be justified yeah however then you can look at it a different way she's a billionaire now yeah a lot of people would look at that situation they'd be like why couldn't taylor have subsidized part of this why couldn't taylor put her own money into the cost of whatever mm -hmm. so yeah there's a lot of arguments that could be made but at the same time she cares about the people that work with her and she wants to see growth in them too mm -hmm. without taking away from her pie yeah so a lot of this comes from places like that of like i love my pr person i want to give her a raise like and it's just like you constantly want to grow the business yeah. because you have she has hundreds of people like and your team grows it's yeah. not just like yeah it's not you just promoting within within yeah. your team it's also you're expanding and you need more resources and yes and therefore it's more costly and and there's more demand so what what do you uh, do as a business totally, owner right totally. where however mm -hmm. at the end of the day and this is not i'm not just saying this about taylor swift i'm saying mm -hmm. this about literally everyone who is in the billions or let's just say millions yeah you could say that hey if this was a person that didn't care about hoarding wealth mm -hmm. like that level of wealth mm -hmm. they would purchase a lot of these things out of the, their own pocket yeah. they wouldn't have to charge that much Can, they would take a piece of their pie yeah let me let me just let's just be very clear though when someone is a billionaire the way they assess it it's not it doesn't right. mean they have a billion dollars in the bank no right and it doesn't mean their their assets are even a billion like it's it's their their profit their revenue there's just so much that goes into them saying it's a they're they've become right. billionaires so we just as as just people who are reading these um forbes top mm -hmm. 100 and forbes like richest men and women and all this like 
you know, just just be a little bit aware of what we're talking about. Right. It's because she's worth four billion. It doesn't mean she has four billion. Right. So, you know, but it is still a, a significant amount of wealth. And should she be using some of it to pay for it? And, and the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. Um, she she helps in other ways. She's running. Yeah, she's no, still running a business. I, I'm not criticizing her at all. Yeah. I'm just trying to offer all the like different devil's perspectives advocate of that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to the local business owner, right? Yeah. The local business owner is going to charge his prices based on inflation, based on his oh, costs. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to let's let's but not his, even go. But his take home is not as much. That's, we're talking about relative. So let's say relative yeah. to relative. If he if his take home is X, whatever that X is relative to his neighborhood and the market and all of that, the business owner gives back a little bit. The local business owner can give back by donating to the local soccer league or right. whatever, right? And, you know, the hope is that these big influential human beings of the world they also do they also do that as well they contribute and they yeah. do most of them do for tax purposes most of them but they still do <laughs> greed greed ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the fuel of our society the oh. fuel of consumerism isn't it Ugh. yeah i'm so ready just to live on like a farm in ireland that would be so nice and just like have like a couple dogs a couple. Oh, yeah. I want all the animals. Any homeless animal, oh, my God. you are on my farm. I want, do you, okay, so I have this obsession with, um, with llamas. Okay. <laughs> or like goats. Oh, I'd love to have goats on my farm. Okay. So they're, you're really, yeah. They're the funniest little this shits is, I've ever seen. This is an aesthetic thing for you. What do you mean? I, <laughs> you're, you're into the llamas those are popular animals oh i wasn't I doing it for that i'm doing it because have you ever like scared a goat <laughs> it's it would just i would be upset or depressed about something and i would just like go in the farm and i just scare the goat and the goat would just like go oh, okay we're not we're not letting you have a farm that's not happening it's so great the wiser you become you realize your mental peace your health is worth everything everything yeah yeah um and speaking of that, speaking of mental health and your peace, the other day I was I was talking to a friend and they they were saying we were talking about a certain situation that had happened and they were saying, yeah, I'm fine though, I'm fine. And yeah. they had gone through this. It was a very you know interesting experience with their ex and there was some stuff thrown out there and I was really worried about my friend and I thought like, are you okay? Because there's a lot that was said. And she kept saying, no, I'm okay. I got this. I'm, I got this. I'm okay. And it made me think of these, I guess, expectations or standards that we put on ourselves of like verbally saying I'm okay. And even though we've just been like, we've just gone through a mental hit or emotional hit. And it made me wonder, are you okay by saying you're okay? Is that doing damage? by saying that or are you just masking it you know because i it's, have it, god that's interesting because if you take it back a little to when someone just passes you on the street or, or, or you are saying hi to a coworker mm -hmm. and they're saying hey how are you in the morning and you're like yeah good uh how are you and it's just this small talk exchange mm -hmm. we all know it to be small talk exchange no one expects to be honest during yeah. those conversations 
But if let's just say you are dealing with a severe mental health issue and that's how you respond over and over and over again to everyone who asks you, hey, how are you? In that person's case, they are consistently masking and getting used to masking their condition. We've come very, very far in society with being able to speak about and erase the stigmas about mental health. Mm -hmm. But that's when we're in that space right. to talk about it. We forget about those society things that we all have to participate in every single day. Yeah. When we're like, hey, how are you? And the person is not okay, but it's just like a part of the day that you mm -hmm. have to participate in. Yeah, and I I think it it's maybe it stems from this. Maybe this is how we've kind of gotten this um, habit of wanting to be strong. Like I got this, I'm yeah. gonna be okay. And maybe this is kind of like the I don't know the the speech we have to give ourselves to be okay, but. The analogy I was, I shared with her was if you, if you're in a, you're in the, I don't know, let's say you're a fighter, you're an MMA fighter or you're whatever, and you have a high pain tolerance. So you're getting punched and you're getting hit and you're saying, I'm good. I'm okay. Physically and by a lot, your body is taking those hits. Whether you say you're okay or not, your cells, your bones, your immune system, it's all impacted. And it's very similar to when someone in your life that you care about says something that's an emotional hit or your partner hurts you in some way or when you're taking these mental and emotional hits you can't just you can't just say you're okay because they're emotional and mental hits that's not right. good enough you know you got to acknowledge that this hurt you you got to acknowledge that that you have to process this. You got to work on it. When you break a bone, you go to the doctor, you get a cast, you do the necessary steps to heal your wounds. It's the same thing when you have emotional wounds and mental wounds. You got to take care of it. You can't just say, I'm okay. Even if you say, I'm okay to the person that's giving you the emotional hit. Mm -hmm. And by emotional hit, we mean something negative. They're yeah. hitting you with something that's hitting you emotionally. Yeah. And because you're a strong person, you've just gotten used to staying silent or not reacting. Mm -hmm. And you consider that to be strong. A lot of act mm -hmm. a lot of people actually do consider that to be strong. Yeah. Not reacting in an emotional way when you are emotional mm -hmm. is considered to be strong. Yeah. But you're saying that it actually does hit you physically inside of course. through anxiety and stress if you continue to bottle that that up so uh -huh. if you aren't even if you aren't going to say it to the person who's giving it to you then at least you have to get used to the process of going back through that mentally mm -hmm. after either with a friend or just with yourself yeah like have a have have a out like be able to talk about it have a venting right. source and yeah yeah 100 percent, and process it and process it and just because if you don't yeah, but this is, you know, it's interesting because I think this is why men, isn't it like statistically men die sooner than women or yeah. like men get more heart attacks. It's because men do this. Men, they repress. You know how many times a guy like continuous um, nags that, you know, they get from maybe women or certain life situations mm -hmm. that they get and they're like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like she's putting me down. It's fine. It's okay. I'm good. Or like they go through a breakup and they're like, I'm good. 
I got this. An extreme example of this would be if your partner's cheating on you mm -hmm. and you stay and you're there year after year after year, that person who's being cheated on is going to get used to it because they're going to numb themselves. Yeah. Every time it gets easier yeah. for them to deal with because they're numbing themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't experience that anxiety anymore after the ninth, 10th time they do it. Uh, maybe you don't even experience sadness anymore. You just feel nothing at all. Yeah. But that nothing is going to catch up with you mm. in some way or another later on. Maybe it's not going to be through an emotional response, but it's going to be through um, a coping mechanism in how you deal with things for yourself because you have never dealt with mm. that hit that you took over and over and over again properly yeah even the numbing though is a sign like i would even go yeah. i would even go a step before that and say even like if you're telling yourself you're okay i'm just numb like whoa whoa do you know what that yeah. means do you know where you are emotionally to say that do you know how unhealthy that is mm -hmm. that sentence and whenever i think about these emotional experiences like my brain goes to the physical side, right? Like, think about it. When you, imagine you came to me and said, girl, I can't feel my hands. My hands are numb. Or like, I can't feel my feet. My feet are numb. Right. It's bad. Bad news bears. You got, you got circulation problems. Yeah. You go to ER. <laughs> yeah. Should we try to give a more honest response to the, hey, how are you? Could we introduce a more honest way of communicating in any scenario business mm. i don't Is know it, i don't know human beings are ready for that right and so that's i know and that's sad it's very sad because i think it sh it would do a better service to us if we were able to respond hey actually not great but i'll talk about it later yeah i'm actually not doing okay but it's something i don't really want to get into right now yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if we're capable we really don't have that much high hopes for our <laughs> society, do we? <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot of hope lately. Because what I used to see was hope in relating mm. to others. Right. There was something about that that was calming. And I thought, okay, we're on the road to something here. Mm. But now that relatable material that we're all consuming Vanishing. it's it's well no it's still there but it's it's becoming a problem in itself right but we got to end this on a positive note can i'd like to end this on one note okay and that's <laughs> i've got my arms crossed right now go home everyone Get a bag of popcorn or kernel, however you like to make your popcorn. Get some barbecue seasoning. <laughs> and just enjoy your evenings. Mm. It's the small things in life, people. It's the oh, small. Oh, it's so cliche. It's the sim I believe in this. I Some of the best moments of my life have just been when I'm just content. Like, I'm just happy. I'm at peace. I'm okay, actually, you know, I, I have a better note. Oh, go. Okay. This is more of a long one. Okay. <laughs> This is a learned lesson that I experienced this week. Okay. And I thought I would share it, actually. Over the last few years, there has been someone that I rejected 
from a romantic relationship. Just one. Just one. <laughs> I have also been rejected from a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. So two of those things exist yeah. in my life. I was trying to process why I was taking something so, in such a negative way. I was having such a visceral, angry response to just normal things that the person who rejected me was saying to me. Right. I was like you were having them... a normal day-to-day -day com combo or like yeah. something that was just lighthearted. Yeah. And then I take it really right. personally. Okay. Actually, I wasn't thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I was just acting that way. Okay. And I didn't think twice about it until I was speaking to the other person who I had rejected and we were having a normal conversation and they took something I said very personally that should not have been taken personally. And they were getting very angry at me. And as they were showing their anger, I just had this epiphany and I was like, I understand why you're reacting this way your feelings are you're, hurt yeah so you're your ultra sensitive yeah and yeah. so you're associating the two things and so now you see me as this person who rejected who you are and so yeah. i attack everything you say Out that's of your how own, you see it you're projecting your own crap and your own insecurity and your own sadness and vulnerable like you're projecting yeah. that onto that person and the other person could have just been like hey how you doing yeah hey, <laughs> and you were like <laughs> nice toast it's a good good volume of toast that you have there nicely crisped right but like and they're like what do you mean i always toast my toast perfectly right and but th they're reacting that way because they're they were rejected and that's when i finally realized that's where yeah. all my anger was coming from it's because it's a simple human behavior well that's not a very positive no it is positive <laughs> because i was able to come out of both situations right and be like, oh, okay, I know how to handle this situation where mm -hmm. I was rejected better next time because I see what I'm you doing. Speak, right. And now I know how to handle the other person right. who I rejected better. I should be more sensitive yeah. to how I speak, and knowing that they can take these per things personal. And that's a big lesson to learn. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a really important thing to know when you're speaking to someone who is angry or um it's coming from a place of like aggressiveness or shortness is to instead of um instead of taking it personally instead of taking what everyone is saying so personally let's all just kind of like step back and be like this is a you thing and i don't mean that in like the the bad way that we've made it be like this is a you problem and not a me problem mm -hmm. no but it is it is a you thing and instead of me taking it so personally i'm going to speak to you as if you are hurt because this is coming yeah. from a place of hurt. So I'm not going to get defensive and say, dude, calm down. Like yeah. all I said was nice toast. It's yeah. a good toast. Yeah. Right. You're going to say, oh, no, I didn't. I meant it like this is a really good toast. No, yeah, you do. You're right. You do make great toast all the time. That's right. I should have. I actually should have said you always make great toast. You're right. And imagine if we learn EQ and imagine we just learn how to speak to people and imagine how many arguments we could just avoid and we're gonna open this up soon because we've been talking about potentially bringing on some guest speakers mm. so if anyone out there has got some you know oh because cynthia what's our what's the main point of our podcast it's yeah. no for sure different perspectives different perspectives so if anyone out there who feels like you know they want to get on these topics As you know i love a good challenge we love it i will debate my way home oh. to the cows get on that farm <laughs>
With the goats? The goats and the cows and <laughs> all the, the homeless animals in the world. <laughs> I don't know if there's homeless sheep, though. There are homeless sheep. I don't know, girl. Okay, I, no, this keeps me awake at night. <laughs> no. People are counting sheep. The homeless sheep keep me awake at night. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so sad. I'm too, I'm too sensitive. Okay. All right. Barbecue popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to. You just had to. <laughs>